Isn't the Lord good? I'm going to st start something and uh, I believe next Sunday I will finish it. I'm going to preach about functioning as a new, as a new covenant man. How to function in your new identity. I say you will get tired of me because I'm going to put that in your mind until you get it. Hallelujah. This is the beginning of a year. You need to get this, what I'm trying to teach you. If you can get this one, you will go and do wonders. Hallelujah. So let me do it quickly. Then we'll do our offering and the communion. But don't go home before I'm finished. Please, don't go home. Wait. 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 Mama, the one sitting there. God is doing something in your knee area. Your knees. Your knees. God is doing something. Is she having problem with her knees? Stand up. I say, God is doing something in your knees. Take the shoes off. Let her take the shoes off. Bring her here to see me quickly. Bring her. Bring her here. God is doing something. I saw the power of God doing something on the knees. The Holy Spirit. Look at me, Mama. The Holy Spirit is healing you. Beautiful. all over. Pick, pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Take the blanket out. Mama, stand where? Stand. Look at me. I believe now you can walk. I believe. Look at me. Come. Come. I believe you can walk. Come. I, come, come. I believe you can walk now. Come. I believe you can. 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 Come. Slowly but surely come to me. I believe you can. I believe you can. The Holy Spirit has just done it. Swift! It's done. It's done. You guys are going to see her. It's done. Hallelujah. It is done. So, how to function your new identity? The reason why so many people struggle in overcoming their flesh and overcoming in life is a lack of understanding of who they are in Christ and how to function as a new creation. That is a problem. The reason why so many struggle is that they, they say it but it does not become light in them. And, and, and as a new creation, 
you need to understand a certain way before you can be successful. Now, to understand who you are, you need to understand your origin and what you are made of, where you are coming from. So you need to understand your origin and what is your making. Hallelujah. You know, every make has a way to function. Hallelujah. If you take a Samsung cell phone and an iPhone, they are different. Is that, is that your grandmother? Okay, pick her up and walk with her. She's fine. Don't worry anymore. Those legs are fine. Just no two people holding her. Not that way. One person holding her. Yes, one person holding her. Not that way. In the name of Jesus. She's walking on the toes. I don't know what is happening there. Are the power of God upon her right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when you lack understanding, you can't function well. So what does the Bible say about our origin? What does the Bible say about our origin? Ephesians chapter number 1 verse 4. Ephesians chapter number 1 verse 4 tells us that he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. I say he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. So it, it means that before you were born, before you were designed, you existed. I said before you were born, you existed. Jeremiah chapter number 1 verse 4 to 5 says, Before I designed you in the matrix or the womb of your mother, I knew you. And I have called you to be a prophet of the nation. He said before I fashioned, before I designed you, I knew you. Meaning the designing part is not the creation. He knew him before. So he must exist before. Hallelujah. So he existed in God. He said, I knew you before, so we existed before. So your origin is in God. You were in God. Say, I, 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 I was in God. Say it again. Say, I was in God. Say, before I was born, I was in God. Hallelujah. Before you were born, you were in God. What does it tell you? You are part of God. Hallelujah. Your, your organs are part of you. They are in you. So we are in God's spirit before we were physically made. So if I was in God before I was made, then I existed before I was made. So if I existed before I was made, then my substance is bigger than what I see. It means that I might be older than what I am now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because I was in eternity. And eternity does not have a time. So because I existed in eternity past, what you see now is a manifestation in the natural of what was eternal. Hallelujah. And what was eternal was my spirit. And my spirit needed to, to invade this, this, this world. My spirit needed to come and walk this world. So God said, let me make a house for the spirit to come. Because the law of the world says that a spirit is unlawful if he appears here on earth without a body. 
That's why when uh, even angels come, they take a spirit body. The reason why demon enters people, not you, enter people, is because they need, they need a body to function. If there is no body, they cannot influence. So they need to, to, to hijack a body in order to do something. Satan cannot stab you, but he can invade somebody so that he can use the body of a person to stab you. Satan cannot use a gun, but to use a gun, he needs a physical hand to use a gun. So he gets into somebody and works into that person, and the person becomes like a glove. So he shoots. The same way is with God. Hallelujah. When God wants to work, he chooses a man. The same way was a man. His name was John. He was sent by God to declare the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, when God wants to save a nation, he chooses a man. He wants to, to do his agenda here on earth. He chose Abraham. God needs a physical body. You need to put that in your mind. He needs a physical body to operate because the Bible says God is spirit. So the law of the spirit applies to him. You don't catch that. I say the laws of the spirit applies to God. God cannot come there and stab you. Hallelujah. He's a spirit. A spirit needs to influence a, a body in order for that body to do the agenda of the spirit. So when God wanted to do things on earth, he made the spirit in him come into a human being. Hallelujah. So you, 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 you need to understand who you are. You need to understand your origin. Now, what are you made of as a Christian? Now you know where you're coming from. I come from God. I was in God before I was, I was made. I was, I was fashioned. Hallelujah. I existed. God knew me by name. He called me by name. So I'm not a being that just started to exist at my birth. That's why when you do abortion, even if it's a day pregnancy, you are still a murderer. Because the spirit in that baby is not one day old. You need to understand that. That spirit is not a baby. That spirit is God, is, is the creation that God has made into that person. The only reason why the person does not come grown up is because the person needs to come through the normal channel to come into this world. From a mother's womb, to this world. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. The only person that did not do that was Adam and Eve. But you know, for Adam to come, God took clay and made clay and put Adam in there. But unto you, he didn't come and put physical clay. Because the clay was already in the womb of your mother. You entered the clay in the womb of your mother. Hallelujah. So you need to understand that, that you were in God. I want you to say again. Say, I was in God. Say, I existed. I existed before the foundation of the world in God. So you are not a man of your own. Hallelujah. You are not a man of your own. Even those who are not saved are still made by God. Hallelujah. They are God's property waiting to know so that they can come to him. 
Now, what are we made of? The new creation is born following the same pattern of the birth of Christ. Your new birth follows the same pattern of the birth of Christ. You are quiet. I say your new birth follows the same pattern as the birth of Christ. Let's see the birth of Christ. Number one, before Christ was born, a messenger was sent to Mary to proclaim what God says. Luke chapter number one, verse 26 to 31. They say, Gabriel came to Mary and he said, Greetings, you highly favored, the Lord is with you. The Lord sent Gabriel with a message. I said, the Lord sent Gabriel with a message. Hallelujah. Number two, Mary had to accept the message. Luke 1, 38. She said, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done according to your word. So a message was preached and Mary accepted the message. Hallelujah. Number three, the word that Mary accepted became a baby in her by the power of the Holy Spirit. Luke 1, 35, and the Spirit shall overshadow you. Hallelujah. So first of all, a messenger was sent to preach. Number two, she accepted the word, and the Holy Spirit came and made the word flesh. Now, let us see how you are born again. For you to be born again, number one, the word needs to be proclaimed. Isn't that? Romans chapter number 10, verse 14 to 15 says, how will they believe if no one is sent to preach to them? So there is a messenger that was sent. As Gabriel was sent to Mary, a messenger was sent to you. Number two, the word that you heard, you put your trust in it, you believe the word. Romans 10, 9, hallelujah, you believe the word. Remember the same pattern. And when you believe the word, the Holy Ghost came and made the word flesh in you. Hallelujah. So then you are born as a new creation. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, now everything has become new. So Jesus was the word made flesh. Hallelujah. The same way you are the word made flesh. I say you have a word made flesh. Because the messenger was sent, you accepted the word, and the Holy Ghost came, and you were born. The same way the Mary accepted the word, she became pregnant by the virtue of the Holy Ghost, and she gave birth to the word. The same way you were. I say the same way you were. Look at what Peter says. I want us to read that one. First Peter 1 Peter 1.3. First Peter 1.3. Well, as he said, First Peter 1, 3. I want us to read that one. And I want you to catch what I'm doing. Okay. First Peter 1, uh, 23, 23, sorry. First Peter 1, 23. Let's go to 23. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, through what? The word of God, which lives and 
abide forever. So you have a word made flesh. You have a manifestation of a word. The same way Jesus was a manifestation of a word, your birth took on the word. And, and for those who do discipleship class, I explain in the book that the word seed come from the word spora, from which we got, we got sperm. So when you say you are born of incorruptible seed, you say you are born of incorruptible sperm. And he said that sperm is the word of God. So he's telling you that God's sperm is his word. So when he wants you to be born, he infused the word in you. And then when that word comes with your heart, hallelujah, your heart becomes the womb that receives the word. And that word comes and, and, and on contact with the word, a baby is created. So you were born by the, by the mixing of the seed of God and your heart. So you are the product of the word. So if God, you were born through God, through the, the, the spore or sperm of God, and now you are born again, guess what? The DNA of God is found in you. No, I say the DNA of God is found in you. So if the DNA of God is found in you, like father, like son. I say like father, like son. I say like father, like son. You see, my children don't choose how they want to walk. They walk like me. They never go to school to study how they should walk. But because there's a DNA imparted, they naturally do what I do. They didn't choose their head shape. It came naturally because there was a DNA in them. They didn't choose their faces. There is a DNA involved. Even if it does not look like me, it looked like somebody in my family. I... So when you are born of the spore of God, you don't choose how you want to look like. You naturally look like him. Come on now. You look like him. That's why the Bible says, let us make men in our own image and in our likeness. I say you look like him naturally. Say, I look like God. Say, I look like God. Oh, people, you need to understand that. When you understand that, you become a devil master. Christian, I am possessed. I say, with who? With who? With who? The DNA of God? Ah, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Go and do, do it somewhere else. Not, 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 not here. Hallelujah. Uh, not here. Say, say not, not here. Say, I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm the tabernacle of the Holy Ghost. Don't let people twist your mind. Don't let people twist your mind. Demons have no power over you. You know why? Because you will rank higher than them. No, you don't understand that. You rank higher than Satan. Yes, because the Bible says you are seated in heavenly places. And Satan is not sitting there. In Christ Jesus, so you are higher ranking than Satan. Now, let me tell you something. When you take a general and there is soldier behind, underneath them, if you put all the, how do you call the, those things that they put on their shoulders? If you put all the ranks of the soldiers together, can they overtake the general? Because he's a general. 
So all the demons and Satan together, they cannot reach you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you are seated in heavenly places. Far above all principalities. Far above all dominion, all titles that can be. In fact, you are the one to go and cast spirit out. Yes, when you are born again, your mission is now to cast them out. Today you will be delivered with this word. Because some of you, some of you have been going through deliverance for 10 years. You know why the deliverance is not happening? Because it's your flesh, it's not demons. Everybody give a discipline from the flesh. He said crucify the flesh. He didn't say cast the flesh out. So people need to be, people need to be, co- to be responsible. If you cheat on somebody, don't come and blame Satan. It's your flesh. Hallelujah. You, you, you need godly counseling. You don't need deliverance. You need us to impart the word of God in you. So that you can function like one man of God. Otherwise, you will come. Demon of adultery. Go, go. And then the next day he does it again. Demon of adultery. Go. No, 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 no. You need to sit that guy down and put the word of God in him. Hey. Say, hey. You are so blessed. I say you are so blessed. We, you are so blessed. We are not talking like babes anymore. We are talking like people that are grown up in the spirit, that understand the things of the spirit. The senses are raised. Did you think Jesus needed everything we are doing? Jesus was never in need of these things. But he's your brother. The same way he was born, you were born again. Do you think he was, he was, not, he was not fine up here? When he told you, what I'm doing, you can do. Do you think it's a joke? It's because he knew what you were, you were made of. He knows. Now, if we know that now, how should we function? Say, how should we function? If we know that, we function with the word of God the same way God does. Some of the struggle you are having, it's a struggle of not knowing how to apply the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, I want to take you to Genesis chapter number one, and we will say something there. Genesis chapter number one, I want to tell you that in the, in the one chapter of chapter number one, there are nine instances, I think, where the Bible says something. Let's go to Genesis chapter number one, verse three. Genesis one, three. Be quick now, because we're going to jump from one to one. Genesis 1, 3. Let's say, 1, 2, 3. Stop there. Go to Genesis chapter number 6. Genesis 1, sorry, Genesis 1, verse 6. We are still in Genesis 1. Genesis 1, verse 6. Say it again. Say it again. Go to Genesis 1, 9. Go, go to Genesis 1, 9. Hey, 1, 9. What is, what is that? Say it again. Go to Genesis 1.11. You will get something. Say it. Aha. Uh-huh. Go to Genesis 1.14. And, and uh, go to Genesis 1.20. Ah, you can guess what is coming. Yes. 
Genesis 124. Let, let, yes? Go to Genesis 126. And go to Genesis 129. So God is the same God. Say God is the same God. When he wants something to be done, he says it. Now he has created you in his image and his likeness. When you want something to be done, you don't say. You cry. But he say, and God cried. But he say, and God was all over the show. But he say, and God said. That's why I gave you a mouth. I said that's why I gave you that mouth. And to, be, to pervert it, the enemy will let you be bitter so that bitter words can come out of your mouth. So then you break the power of your tongue. Say, and God said. And God says. It appears that God speaks what he wants to be done. That's the way the new creation functions. God cre- when God created man, hmm, when God created man, the first thing he made him aware of was the authority in his tongue. That was the first thing. He warned him about the tree and he made him aware of the authority of the tongue. I will show you where. In the book of Genesis, chapter number 2, verse 19 to 20. Can, can, can I go on? Are you guys tired? Listen to me now. Genesis 2, 19 to 20. Let's read it quickly. You say, Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to, to Adam to see what he would call them or what he would say about them. Hallelujah. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. So God said to Adam, I brought you the animal, but whatever you want them to be, say it. So Adam looked at an animal and said, you are a lion. It's finished. It's settled. Doesn't matter how the animal can behave, it's still a lion. Say, you, you look like a giraffe. It's finished. It's not your neck. It's you are a giraffe. So, God said to Abraham, I'm going to partner with you. I have made them, but you need to name them. You hear what I'm saying? So everything that you ever needed was already created. You just need to name it. Do you guess what I'm saying? He said, name them, and when you name them, it is done. Then we move on to Genesis 2.15. Genesis 2.15. Let's go quickly. Genesis 2.15. 15. You must write those scriptures down and meditate. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and keep it. God said to man, cultivate the garden. You will see, I spoke about that in this book. God said, Cultivate the garden. Can I submit to you, God didn't give a machete or whatever to Adam. God didn't, didn't ever give him physical tools. 
God told him to cultivate the garden, but he never gave him anything. Do you know why? Because he gave him the tool already. The same way he named the animal, he can use the mouth to, to, to prune the trees. So, <laughs> so if Adam come and this tree needs to be pruned, he can say to the tree, be pruned. And, and it will be pruned. So, so, so the tool that God gave to Abraham was his tongue. Adam was his tongue. So you see, that's why the Bible says that the, the, it's a power and death. The, the power of life and death are over the tongue. Didn't you realize that in the Garden of Eden, the tree, the two trees were tree of death and tree of life? He said, if you eat this tree, you shall die. It's a tree of death. If we eat the other one, you shall live. Two trees. Now, it put the two trees in your mouth. Yes, the two trees are in your mouth. Don't you catch what I'm saying? Yes. I say the two trees are in your mouth. Yes. Mm-hmm. The same way that when he was blessing the people in the book of Deuteronomy, he put one person on Mount Ebal and put one on Mount Gerizim. Gerizim, Gerizim come from, uh, was a blessing. Ebal was cursed. The two mountains were side by side. And they must choose from which mountain they wanted to eat from. In the same way, Proverbs 18, 21. Let's read it. Proverbs 18, 21. Quickly, go there. Proverbs 18, 21. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs 18, 21. He said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat, eat fruit. So it didn't, it didn't give, it didn't force, it does not force you to eat from the life. He said, the one you love, you eat its fruit. So if you fall in love with a tongue that speaks death, you eat the fruit of death. If you f- fall in love with a tongue that speaks life, you eat the fruit of life. Hallelujah. So your tongue is very important. You function with your tongue. You eat from your tongue. Proverbs 13, 2. Proverbs 13, 2. Let's read it. Proverbs 13, 2. We're teaching you how to function. Proverbs 13, 2. He said, a man shall eat well by the fruit of his, not the sweat of his brow. He said, the fruit of his. I told you, do you know, in the beginning, Adam never ate from the sweat of his brows. It will be a curse that God said that. So it means in the beginning, work was not physical. It was spoken. So now he said, Proverbs 13, 2, he said that you shall eat from the fruit of your mouth. So I came to understand it's not your job that feeds you, it's your mouth. Yes, yes. Because your mouth can create a job or your mouth can destroy a job. 
I said to my people, your mouth can put you in marriage or out of marriage. That mouth. So people are talking, they don't know the divine nature that they have. So they talk anyhow, and they confuse themselves. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. So you have to talk like one. Look at Jesus. They say the daughter of Jairus is dead. Jesus says she's not dead, she's alive. He went there, he said, my daughter, arise. My daughter came back to life. Jesus never spoke what he didn't want. He only spoke what he wanted to see. And we are, we are made of that nature. I say you are blessed. I say you are blessed. I say you are blessed. So I am so blessed. And you are not just saying it, it's coming from relationship with the Father. The Bible says, we believe, therefore we speak. So your speech might come from your belief. Hallelujah. We are blessed. I say we are blessed. So I want to give you a last example. And then uh, next Sunday we might carry on with other stuff. In the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel 37 verse 1 to 10, we won't read it. The value of the dry bones. Hallelujah. God was teaching Ezekiel something. He took Ezekiel to the value of the dry bones. And the Bible said the bones were dry. Hallelujah. And then the Spirit of the Lord asked Ezekiel, can this bone live again? And Ezekiel said, you know my Lord. God says, it's not about I know. I want to teach you how it's done. God said, I want to teach you how it's done. He said, say. Somebody say, say. say. He said, speak. Speak to the dry bones. Speak to the wind. He said, speak to the bones. Speak to the wind. Speak to element of nature. No wonder Jesus spoke to the, the wave. The wave was raging. They all were in the same condition, but not the same mindset. Yes. Every, listen, there is corona everywhere, but we are not in the same mindset. Ah. I, no, no, you, we are not in the same mindset. No. A thousand times, no. The Bible says the, the wave was raging. And the disciples saw death. Jesus saw an opportunity to rebuke something. He stood up. Listen, he was in the same boat, not another boat. He was in the same boat. The wave were hitting against the same boat. While the other one was crying, Jesus was sleeping. Oh my God, help us. So according to your understanding, you can be at rest or troubled. According to how you function, you can be at rest or you can be troubled. Listen, it's not over. It's not over. You can rectify your tongue today. Ah, you can remedy this thing. You can, bring, you can heal your tongue this day. I was reading about, about Elisha, the first miracle he performed. When Elisha crossed the Jordan after he received the appointment as a prophet, he came to the place and they told him that the waters are sick, that it's not nice. He said, bring me some salt. No, the salt was theirs. That salt, Elisha didn't create the salt. Uh, he said, bring me the salt. They went and took the salt from their house. That salt was the answer, but they didn't know. They brought it to Elisha. 
Elisha threw it in the water and he said, that says the Lord. From now on, the water is healed. Let me tell you something. The answer is in you. Oh, I said the answer is right inside of you there. Because you are a child of God. Because you function like God. So God said to Ezekiel, speak to the dry bones. And Ezekiel said, I spoke as I was commanded. And as I spoke, I heard a noise. My God, somebody will hear a noise today. He said, as I spoke, I hear the rattling of bones. And the bones came. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. One bone came with one another bone. Listen, those bones were not in order. How would this toe recognize this is my head? How would this rib recognize that this is my part? But the word of God has the ability to organize what you can't organize. The word in you has the ability to create what you can't create. The word is loaded with life. Jesus says in John 3, 63, the word that I speak to you are spirit and life. So when you are speaking, you are releasing spirits. Hallelujah. Say, I am so blessed. I want you to say it again. Say, I am so blessed. I am so blessed. Because your speech can release depression on you. Yes. People sit there. Hmm. I don't think I will make it. Oh, this one. It's too tough. And the worst of all, they go to pray for a sick. They look at the physical condition. The Lord says, it is time. The Lord didn't say anything. You saw the condition. Be honest. But when you go to pray for somebody with headache, you are healed. But terminal cancer. Did you preach for him for salvation? Because we have we are, we are become so incapable to believe the word of God. We don't know that God can raise the dead. So what is terminal cancer? What is that? Do I'm saying no one will die? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying don't look with your eyes. No, don't look with your eyes. Look with your spirit. Look with your spirit and declare with your spirit. Because the word that comes out of your spirit is life. Jesus went to the fig tree. He said to the fig tree, no man shall eat fruit from you again. He didn't take something and cut the root, but the tree heard him. So when Jesus spoke, the tree said, better die. The next day the tree was dry by the word. Because the word of God became a sword in the spirit. So that sword cut the root of that tree. Without Jesus doing anything, the word has gone into the tree and cut the root. What do you want to see today? Start to proclaim it. I say start to proclaim it. Proclaim it by faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's how a new creation functions. You function like that, nothing can stop you. I say nothing can hinder you. Nothing will be able to stop you. You walk in authority. Because God has given you authority. We don't pray for authority anymore. He's been giving to us. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. God is with you. No, God is, say God is with me. I can find you a scripture for that one. Matthew 28. You can read from verse 19. He said, I shall be with you. So it's not, a, it's not a wish. It's not even a promise. It's a, state, a statement of truth. So we, 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 don't, we don't come and say, Lord, be with me anymore. We say, Lord, thank you for you are with me. 
So be confident. When you come now, you say, thank you, Father, you are with me. Say, Lord, you are so much with me because your words say you are with me. Are you praying for God to love you? Why? Because he said he loves you. So if you are not praying for that, why do you pray for the other one? It's the same that say I love you. You don't pray for that anymore. Now you say I am with you. You are still praying. Do you know what it, 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 it explains? Your lack of trust. And your faith in yourself. You don't trust God, you trust yourself. Because you think when I pray, he will be with me. Who told you so? Who said so? Prayer is not for God to be with us. Prayer is for us to fellowship with him. There are many kinds of prayer. There are prayer of intercession. That prayer we pray on behalf of somebody. There are prayer of fellowship. Hallelujah. Prayer of thanksgiving. There are prayer in which we worship God. But there is no prayer for him to be with us. Stop quoting Moses. Moses said, if you, I, I preached that also. Moses said, if you are not going with me, I'm not going. The Bible says in the book of Hebrew, they are better than Moses. You don't check what I'm saying. Hebrew says that he is better than Moses. Now you are still praying Moses. But you got somebody that is better than Moses. I'm praying today that your mindset may change. Hey, say I am blessed. Say I am blessed. I am blessed. I want to tell you something. They can't fire you. I don't care who says what. You can fire yourself, but they can't fire you. You stay there. No man can remove you from where God has placed you. That's your, the word for you. Therefore, you don't go in fear anymore. You are confident in the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to speak like Ezekiel spoke. And you're going to be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. Amen. I, this, I want to break those funny prayers that you are doing for many years and you does not go anywhere. Since you are born again, you pray those same prayers. And it does not help. It makes you more depressed. Fill my cup, oh Lord. <laughs> Which cup? To fill your cup, you don't need to sing it. The Bible says uh, that sing melody in your heart. Entertain yourself. It means that instead of saying, don't fill my cup, oh Lord. No. You start to praise God. You start to worship him in the spirit. And as you do so, naturally you are filled. It's not, it's not a begging mentality. It's a, it's a knowing mentality. If you, want to, if you want to be filled, there is something to do for, to be filled. We are poor little lambs. Who told you? <laughs> you are in Christ Jesus. And like this dear lady said, apart from Christ, you are nothing. But in him, you are everything. We don't boast on our own abilities. We boast on, of him in us. Paul put it this way. He said, we carry this treasure in earthly vessel. So that the excellence of power may not be of us, but of him. So it's not, about, it's not about me, it's about who is in me. I magnify the Lord of glory because he has decided to make me his house. I am a tabernacle of the Holy Ghost. I walk with the anointing of the Lord. I walk, listen, listen, I cannot be exposed to you and you are not healed. It's impossible. 
Because the power of God is with me. And that's why you that's how you talk. Jesus says, I'll go and heal him. But I say, don't even go. Say something. All the days of my life, I am blessed. I want you to talk like that. Lord, I am blessed. There's nothing I look for that I can get. I am blessed. I am so anointed. And it's all for your glory. When I move, your kingdom moves. I'm here to advance your kingdom. I'm here to be a blessing to the nations. Therefore, I'm loaded with benefit so that I will not forget my salvation. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and bless the Lord. All that is within me, and don't forget all his benefit. Who forgives my sin and heal all my diseases. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He said, even when the devil comes, when the enemy comes against me, oh, even then war breaks out against me, I shall not fear. He said, one thing I desire of the Lord is to remain in his house and to behold his, uh, his beauty. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me under his pavilion. Wow! Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forevermore. Who has spoken and can make it happen when the Lord has not spoken? Where the word of a king is, there is power. He calls each star by name. We praise the ancient of days. The great I am. The Yahweh, the warrior. We, 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 we praise the, the healer. The provider. Is Yahweh Jireh. On top of a mountain, my God shall provide. You have been exposed to Mount Zion. You are in the midst of angels. You are not in the midst of demons anymore. Listen, in Mount Zion, it's angels, not demons. So which mountain have you come from? Which mountain have you come from? And there's so many demons around you. I am favored by God. I am favored by God. David woke up one morning. He looked at himself. He said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And then he nailed it in Psalm 46. He said, be still and know that I am God. The Bible said, it is your peace and your tranquility that your rescue will come. Wow. 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 Then Psalm 150 say, let everything that has breath praise you. Hey! Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I say, shh. Hey, 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 hey. Before I knew this, I was fearful. But when God came, me, brought me to knowledge, fear was gone. Yes, fear was gone. Because in perfect love, there's no fear. For perfect love, cast out fear. Give a hand to our Lord. Hey. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the King of kings, to the Lord of lords. 